my gosh, bien, bienvenidos, welcome once again, bienvenue to episode 24. This is episode 24 of the Why the F Not Podcast. Come on in, y'all, let's have some fun. Ooh, ah, feeling good, feeling myself. Ooh, today's a special day. Today's a very special day because today, what? I can't hear myself on the mic, y'all. Why can't I hear myself on the mic? Is that better? Is that better? Hello? I think that's better. Hello? There you go. Let's just do that. Okay. Hello, everyone. All right. Uh, wait. Mm, you know, I should really... You know, I should check these before I get started, but, you know, that's a lot less fun, you know, getting everything set up before we start it's like it's like prepping before you cook why do you do that because it makes it easier steven that's why oh okay so i should okay but i learned about myself i learned about myself from the ticket talk that those with adhd have what's that shit called it's about the way you perceive objects around you, that you have to see them around you or else they don't exist. That's a th- object permanence? Is that is that the word? I believe it's object permanence. So, like, people with ADHD, we like to have clutter. It looks like clutter to all of you. <laughs> to those with the simple eye. Our clutter is not clutter. It's just all of our stuff in front of us. So we know that it exists because if we put it away, <laughs> in our mind, it's like, well, well, it's out of sight, out of mind. It's gone. It's gone. I'm never seeing that again. That's okay. No rush, no harm, no foul. Um, I can't find the TikTok. Oh, but I found this one. Listen to this one. This is John. This is John Lennon. Stand a chance. Because they can't beat love. Because all those old bits from religion and that about love being all-powerful is true, you know. And that's the bit they can't do. They can't handle it. They, whoever they are, don't stand a chance. Because they... Homie, come on. John Lennon preaching some truth there. All you need is love, baby. Love is the strongest energy in the world. We gotta give more love out there. We gotta give more love. Because life is crazy. I just... I'm not done listening to it yet. I'm listening to it when I drive over to my friend Brian's house for a shoot we're having today. Shout out, Brian. It's gonna be really fun. I'm fucking scared. I'm scared. I forgot what I was going to talk about earlier, but now we're on this because I, I can't move away from this now. I'm scared, y'all. I'm nervous, very nervous, anxious even. So today, I'm going to go over to my friend Brian's place. Don't worry. He's been COVID-checked. I've been COVID-checked. We're going to be in an open space to do the shoot. I'm nervous and excited. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've done anything creative because of covid well, at least something creative that has other people involved. So I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm thrilled for that. Not as sold as I'm for my coffee, though. I got the salted caramel mocha Starbucks creamer. I'm so fucking basic. I love it. <clears throat> but anyways, I'm nervous. I'm very nervous and anxious to go over to Brian's house and do this photo shoot. Okay, so like Brian... Brian says the most empowering, self-empowering, inspiring words to me to help me get pumped for this shoot. Like, Brian's amazing. 
He's a lovely, amazing person. And the things he's taught me, we'll get into that later. But I'm very nervous. I'm nervous to go in. I just, it's its a photo shoot. I mean, I don't know. Like, I like taking photos, I suppose, and never seeing them again. Like I mentioned before with the whole video thing and movies and stuff, if I do something, I don't think I'm going to watch it. I'll just do it if the person filming it likes it. Cool. That's all. Cool. You, that looks good? All right. Let's move forward now. Don't want to look at it. Ooh, that was a burp. Um, but I'm very anxious to go over. Uh, I just, uh, it's that self-confidence, right? We all got to shake it off. We got to shake that shit off and be like, hey, who gives a shit? Remember last episode? Who gives a shit? Just do it. Have fun. But I feel like I'm, I'm really soft. I'm a soft man, y'all. My tummy, my tummy doesn't have abs. I'm, I look skinny as fuck. But that's just because my Salvadorian jeans and the beans I eat keep me nice and lean and ready for anything. <laughs> but, like, I'm a soft man. Okay, my abs, you can see them, but there's a layer of protection above them. Just a thin layer, but a layer nonetheless. And so I just gotta learn how to how to how to how to just not give a shit, you know? We all gotta get there. It's tough. Look at that, my coffee cup says, start each day with a positive thought. What's the positive thought for today? I am good enough to stand in front of a camera and do my best. <laughs> That's it. I am good enough to stand in front of a camera and do my best, even though I feel nervous, even though I feel super insecure, and I don't feel I don't feel like a, I don't feel like a model. I feel don't feel like that at all. Not at all, dude. Do we all get anxious, man? We all get anxious, man. We gotta get past that. And have some fun, so you can see wonderful people like Brian. I'm not gonna give you his last name. He's he's kind of a big deal. So I'm gonna go shoot with him today. Um, now, this man's taught me a lot. This man has taught me quite a lot about life through art. Through art. Yeah, he, uh, okay, so, whenever, so back, so we, me and Ryan have known each other for years. And every so often, I go over to his place, we hang out, like, we, we get some food or something, and we, and he educates me. Like, we just watch shit, all right? So, I remember we watched, he, he educated me on Madonna. Mm-hmm. The one and only Madonna from 81, was it 81 or 82 to 92? So like that that decade, basically, right? That's the Madonna we love. The Madonna who wore the the black bracelets and the jean jacket, the messy hair or whatever, you know, like, what's that one song? Everybody, everybody dance? Is that, how's my mind? My mind, my mind is trying to remember the song. Everybody dance? No, everybody knew and the brand new dance. No, that's not Madonna. What was it? Um, oh, it's in the tip of my tongue. Come on, damn it. No, fuck. It's at the tip of my tongue. Anyways, OG Madonna. And did you know? Because Madonna's kind of a badass, y'all. Like Brian Brian mentioned once, he was like, he's like, Madonna forgot who she was when she came back. She forgot. She forgot she's Madonna. She forgot what she, uh, what she accomplished. Accomplished? <laughs> accomplished? <laughs> Oh my gosh, but yeah, she, she forgot what she, she came back and she was rapping. Did y'all see that video of Madonna rapping? Madonna, why are you rapping? I understand. No, 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 I understand. I understand that artists have phases. I get that. I get that artists, you know, they want to try something new. But I mean, like when you first tried rapping, and I'm sure it wasn't like, 
I'm sure that concert we saw wasn't your first time officially rapping, but I mean, when you first did it in like the studio or wherever you were just practicing it, I mean, you had people just be like, yeah, that's good. You should do that. That's good. Like, hey, I don't care if I'm Madonna. If I suck at something, can you tell me? Be like, mm, Madonna, you shouldn't do this. I don't know. Madonna rapping just wasn't my wasn't for me. Maybe some people were like, "Oh my God, Madonna rapping is the best thing in the world." It sounds like I don't know. It sounds amazing. <laughs> let's see. Well, let's see. We're gonna go through Madonna's biggest moments. A timeline made by Billboard. Oh my God, Madonna short hair, dude. Yo, Madonna was a badass though. Papa don't preach. Oh my God, Papa don't preach. Since moving to New York City with just a few dollars in her pocket until her, the release of her 13th studio album, Rebel Heart, this year, Madonna has inspired countless fans, co-founded expectations, and never failed to entertain along the way. Confounded expectations. From the first top 10 hit in the Hot 100 to her F-bomb-laden Letterman appearance, to her directorial debut, here are 33 of Madonna's career highlights. Yeah, Madonna, you know what? I'm going to take back what I said. Fuck what I said, Madonna. Don't listen to me. Madonna, if you're listening to me, fuck me. Don't listen to me, okay? I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm talking about. If you want to try rapping, you did it. Cool. You, I think you understood. I, I don't know. If you want to do it again, cool. But you forget. Madonna, Madonna don't give a shit. She's like Kanye. She don't give a shit. She did shit because she wanted to do it, and she didn't care who got in her way. Like, not in a malicious way, but you know? And I'm talking about her on Broadway or doing Sondheim. You know what I mean? Hold up. Because Madonna, she went, to do, she went to school to dance. I don't know if you knew this. Madonna went to school for the dance. You see, Madonna, dance school. You see, dance. A school for the dancing. There's a Madonna University? No, that's not what I'm looking for. Let me see, Madonna... Went to, she went to college? That's the question. Madonna's education background. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure she went to Juilliard for dance, didn't she? Madonna was born in 1958. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, wait. No, no. Madonna attended St. Hold up. Time out. She didn't even go to the fucking Juilliard. Did she go to Michigan? What the fuck was she? Did she? She could have started Star Child. Just kidding. Back in the day, you know. Darren Chris. Madonna attended St. Frederick's in St. Andrew's Elementary School. Uh, blah, 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 middle school. She was noticed for good performance and also for her unconventional behavior at these young ages. Madonna attended Rochester Adams High School in Rochester Hills, Michigan. There she received straight A's and a member of the cheerleading squad. Cheerleading earned her a dance scholarship to University of of Michigan. Okay, so she did go there. So she went to the University of Michigan. During college, she began ballet lessons, and was pursued, and was persuaded to pursue a dance career by her teacher. Madonna dropped out of college in 1977, <clears throat> cleared the throat, and relocated to New York City to dance. Dude, she dropped out of college in 1977, back when it was affordable to drop out. Fuck that, I'm not paying the $100 tuition. I'm leaving. Fuck, I'm taking my money, going to New York. I'm done. But look at that. This chick dropped, she didn't drop everything, but she dropped out of school. And she went to go 
pursue some dance in New York. That's great. She crazy, dude. Madonna crazy. Let's get let's get back to the the big moments though. But she I, I thought she went to Juilliard. She didn't. It's the University of Michigan. DJ's own little Milo making his his entrance to the show. Entre, entre, oh, superb, as uh, Austin would say. Shout out, Austin. Back to Madonna. I'll keep talking about Madonna. I, I think Madonna's really cool. Like, Madonna's a, Madonna's a fucking badass, man. I wish I could have been there just to watch her shows live, man. Because, like, Austin, Austin <laughs> Brian showed me some of her concerts, man. The Like a Virgin tour. Oh, man. Let's see, moving to New York City with just a few dollars in her pocket until the release of her 13th studio album, Rebel Heart, this year. Madonna has inspired blah, 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 blah. Here are her highlights. Hmm, 1978, Michigan-born Madonna. Madonna. Louise Sissone. Sicone. Sicone. Sissone. Ciccone. How do you pronounce that last name? I don't know. Ciccone. Sissone. She dropped out of college and moved to New York. She was like, fuck this shit. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm not going to do no more schooling. Madonna Milestone 2, Billboard. Madonna released, oh, everybody. I knew it was everybody something. It was just everybody. Her debut single, On Sire, on October 6, 1982. The 24-year-old singer wasn't pictured on the single uh, on the single artwork reportedly because the label wanted to make the song, market the song to an African-American audience. They are like, don't put a white girl. Don't put a white girl on the cover. Don't do that. I want, I want African Americans to like this song. I want black people to like this song. Do not, do not put her on it. And this is a weird, what a weird thing that they want to have it be. They want to like, what's the word they use? Market it. They wanted to market it to, uh, to the uh, to the black community. And like, let me just describe this cover to y'all. The top says Madonna, everybody, and it's it's like it's like New York City. All like the buildings are all like. They're there, and you can just walk down the street, but they're all, like, tilted and weird, and it's all artistic and stuff, and we see, like, what is that, that woman with a baby on the top corner? I don't know, some some woman with the baby in the front is, like, a, a, a black boy with, like, a plaid bag and a visor just facing away, a chihuahua with a frisbee, uh, a little boy with roller with roller skates, I don't know, another little boy over here um, with balloons dragging, a cop walking towards the kid. Do some shady ass business person in the background. Two people right here just hanging out, having a good time. One way. So they want, they, they're like, don't put her on. We want the African American audience to like it. Everyone's going to like it. You shut your mouth. You should put her on the cover. Where am I now? Let's see. Milestone three. On July 7th, 1983, Madonna released her self titled debut on Sire. It debuted. At number 190 on the Billboard's 200, peaking at number 8 in 84, she wrote five of the album's eight tracks, including Burning Up and Lucky Star. Let's see. Borderline. Is this where she changed? Because she had her normal look. Yeah, this this album right here, Madonna. 
where she has like her her camera left hand on her face just palm flat on her cheek and then the other one down by her neck and you see like the classic Madonna old school Madonna Madonna style you see like the black bands you see all the wristbands and shit short blonde messy hair but then she was like you know what man everyone's copying my style I gotta change it when did she change it with oh the like a virgin in what many now consider a career making performance Madonna performed at the first ever MTV VMAs in 1984 singing like a virgin in a wedding dress while gyrating and and writhing suggestively on the floor, Madonna scandalized many and captured the attention of everyone. Like a Virgin became her first number one single on the Hot 100 and number one album on the Billboard. Madonna just sees she was like, "Fuck it, let's make people uncomfortable." Dude, she's wearing a she's wearing a wedding dress, right, right, and with the beads on her on her neck and she looked dope, looked dope. But then on her on her, oh my god. <sighs> Hold on, say a deep breath. Hold on. See that? <coughs> no one else on this show. So it's just me talking my ass off. I get no chance. I get no chance to, to breathe. I need. I need to breathe. You don't need to breathe, Steven. You keep talking. Talk, boy. Talk into the microphone. Talking until we get some sponsors like Starbucks. Hey, Starbucks, thanks for sponsoring this episode. No, you didn't. You just gave me that salted caramel mocha creamer. Thank you. But as I was saying about the great Madonna, she had a, a belt on this wedding dress that said boy toy. She's crazy. She's crazy. I love her. Oh my God. Oh my God. Chill out, Stephen. Chill out. Mmm. Mmm. Feeling good. Ah, but we digress. We'll talk about more. Oh, I love this picture of Madonna, though, what she's wearing. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's very 80s in the sense that she's wearing, like, these. She's wearing gloves, these, like, glittery gloves. She has, like, these big chains. And she has, like, the hair, right? Like, the big, looks like hairsprayed hair. Tees, like, crazy curled. Got big fucking, is that a, is that a bow on, on her ponytail? Like, she has a bow, like a big black bow. And she has, like, this golden jacket. Sweet wounded Jesus. Like, I feel like this isn't too... Like, are we back to this? I feel like people are wearing this nowadays now. Nowadays now. No, 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 no. Dude, and she was married to Sean Penn. Right? No, wait, wait. Madonna started, yeah, dating Sean Penn. Dude, I heard this was kind of uh, a not a good situation. Like, okay... When artists marry other artists or date other artists, is that a good thing? You know, you see a lot of, a lot of times it's just too much. You know, I don't know. I okay. Let's before I start talking out of my ass, let's find out. Let's find out. We have the, mm, we have the World Wide Web. Let's see, uh, Madonna and Sean Penn drama. <laughs> let's see, uh. She slapped Bridget Nielsen slapped Madonna. No, no, no. Wild Love Life. Um, the Sean Penn. Let's see. 
The real reason Madonna and Sean Penn got divorced. Ooh. Oh, Sean Penn admits he still loves ex-wife Madonna very much. Let's see. Uh, Madonna, they were too similar. That's what they say. Madonna predicted the divorce in an interview before they got married. Nothing that they were almost too alike, which as any couple whose shared traits include fiery tempers, strong egos, and stubbornness can tell you, may not make a long-lasting marriage. We have so much in common that he's almost like my brother, Madonna told people. His temperament is also similar to mine. That doesn't always make for ideal relationships, but I don't know what will happen. Ooh, fiery. There's like gasoline on each other, like just pushing each other maybe. I don't even know. The people closest to her never liked him. <gasps> A big sign. The person you're with isn't the one. Your buddies all hate him. Case in point, a source close to the Queen of Pop told people that many people of her close friends and family members disliked Penn. They saw him as spoiled and immature and were amazed by his drinking and temper tantrums. Oh, Lord. He may hurt. He may have hurt her acting career. What? Madonna was trying to break into movies around the time she and Penn were together. Their collaboration, Shanghai Surprise, was labeled a disaster. With one reviewing writing, Madonna's incompetent performance secured her reputation as no-talent actress. And to date, she still hasn't been able to shake the reputation. The movie only had blah, 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 blah. A source close to Madonna told people she wanted the marriage to work. All the jokes about the marriage motivated her to work hard at making the marriage go. I don't think she considered him in terms of her career. <clears throat> well, that sucks, man. Yeah, man. I don't know. That sucks. Because I'm, like, I'm not going to say, like, they should stay to their own lanes. You know, like, if Madonna wants to act, let her act. Just don't act with Sean Penn, obviously. Don't be acting with him. Ooh, is this... Madonna's, what's in this called? True Blood. True Blood? True Blue. Is, oh, I think True Blue is where she cut her hair. Let me see. Madonna. True Blue. New look. I think for True Blue, that's when she lost the look. She lost all of the, the jackets, the bands. She lost all that. And then she changed it. She got short hair. Shit was clean. She was wearing like, I want to say, I don't know how to describe it. She went away from the, from the, black bands and now in this shot she's wearing a plaid dress with black leggings and she has her short blonde hair and she has red lipstick on and like a nice nice pair of black earrings like madonna like changed her look she was like you know what i hate all these wannabes and that's what they were called wannabes right i think that's what brian told me they were called wannabes dog madonna wannabes let me see let me see madonna the wannabes oh my god dude yes the Madonna, <clears throat> Madonna wannabe. A Madonna wannabe, or a Madonna bee, is a person, usually female, who dresses like pop star Madonna. The term was popularized by by writer John Sko in 1985. Time cover on the singer. So let's see. Let's see what um. What considers what do you need to have, to be a wannabe? The Madonna wannabe trend was at its peak from '84 until '86. During that time, it was common to see young women across the world dressed in the style affected by pop star Madonna in that area. A thrift shop look 
that incorporated many beads, lace tops, bleached hair, rosaries, crucifixes, skirts, bracelets, and bustiers. Bustier. Bustacaca. Freaking bra, man. <laughs> Hashtag Selena. Hashtag Selena's dad. Shout out Selena's dad. Why'd you kill her? I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. The Jehovah's Witnesses didn't give her a blood transfusion. We could have saved Selena. I'm just kidding. Do I know that? I'm not a fucking doctor. Anyways, Netflix is making a Selena TV show. Transition. See, look at that. Thoughts go somewhere. Hold up. Hold up. Milo, sure to be my teacher. Milo, sure. Milo, I will hear what they say. I will hear what they say, Milo. Ready, ready? We've entered ASMR mode again. Milo, stop walking. It's ASMR time. We're listening to what everyone is saying. We, we, we can't hear them. We can't hear them. It's all right. Um, We're good? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. That was the uh, the Madonna wannabe look, man. Got them beads, the lace tops, bleached hair, rosaries, crucifixes, skirts, bracelets, and boussiers. The bright side of this trend is that these wannabes, as in we want to be like Madonna, could be out somewhere stealing hubcaps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, thank God these wannabes are doing this or else, God in heaven, they'd be out there stealing hubcaps. Oh, God, thank God for Madonna. She she saved all our hubcaps. Well, we don't have hubcaps in cars anymore. We don't have to worry about that anymore. Is that why wannabes died off? Who knows? Mm. Mm. That's my mic Making sounds or the sound of me groaning over that joke. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> that's funny, though. Instead, all of them, hundreds of thousands of young blossoms whose actual ages run from a from a low of about 8 to a high of perhaps 25, are saving up their babysitting money to buy cross-shaped earrings and fluorescent rubber bracelets like Madonna's white lace tights that they will cut off at the ankles and black tube skirts that, out of view of their parents, they will roll down several turns at the waist to expose their middles and the waistbands of the pantyhose. <laughs> Exposing their middles? The waistbands of the pantyhose? I bet the boys went crazy. Oh my God, tell the boys to calm down. Tell the boys to calm down. Don't tell the girls to change differently. Let them dress like wannabes. Oh my God. Can you imagine going to school in 1987, walking in, and then all of a sudden you see all these girls in your school dressed up the same like Madonna? You're like, what the... What's happening? Well, that kind of happens now, man. You go, like, I remember even back in my school. No, no. Back when I was in high school, did they? Like, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to think back. <clears throat> it's kind of just, it's kind of hard. Like, I used to drop off my sister back when she went to, uh, when she was in middle school. And it's hard to be like, yeah, they dress the same. They all wore uniforms, so of course they dress the same. But in my school, did they? <clears throat> was there like a, like a, a style that was trendy. I mean, in middle school and elementary school, we loved etnies, dude. I went to NoHo. Ooh, we loved us uh, some etnies. We loved, uh, we loved uh, DC shoes. So etnies, DC. Uh, what else? Dude, I, I used to get Echo. Oh, I used to dress in Echo clothing. Y'all remember that? Echo, is that still around? 
Ooh, I had this one Echo, this like full jean and shirt combo. It was uh, it was like an icy blue shirt <laughs> and these like baggy pants that were kind of in the same ice. It wasn't ice. Okay, they were like light blue jeans, but they were made to match this icy blue shirt. There's a picture of me graduating fifth grade with this uh, with this superb outfit. Um, but that trust me, I wasn't. I wasn't leading any trends in my school. Um, dude, I was rocking the, the long hair at one point, too. Ooh, I love Boy Meets World, y'all. Uh, bless you. Um, I like to uh, I like to I like grow my hair out, dog. Ooh, like Boy Meets World. And then Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. Dude, man, I had my long-ass hair. Took care of that shit, too. Ooh, I was in cadet corps with long hair, too. I was in an ROTC program back in middle school with long hair. Dude, I'd wear that. I'd wear my hair back, put my ber my beret on like I was Che Guevara in La Revolución. Pero no, I was a Stephen Brogan in cadet corps. Never went past the corporal because why? Didn't want to do this shit to get to sergeant. Oh, yeah. Work smart, not hard. I got as far as I could in cadet corps so I can get the belt and the beret. Because I felt like the belt really brought the outfit together. You know, it really cinched the waist, made your figure look good. <laughs> I, I thought I looked better with that, with the belt on. That's why I wanted it. But then I lost it because of my grades. I was like, fuck, whatever, not worth it. I don't want it anymore. Give me my beret. Let me iron my beret and put it on and put starch on it so it doesn't move and I just put it on my hair. But then... Mofo, mofo beret wouldn't fit my head because my head too damn big. And then people would be asking me, Stephen, is it because maybe I don't know? Is it because maybe your hair? I'm like, no, I just have a big head, man. Don't be telling me that my hair is, is the problem of my head. My head's just big. Like if you look at my head, straight on. Like if you just look at me face, like like oh, he has a normal size head. It's not that big. No, no, no. But then when I turn to the side, when I turn to the side, then you see where the where size comes from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you hear? And I know this. It just makes wearing hats hard. So when I find a hat that fits, oh, hallelujah, praise the jeebus. I found a hat that fits my head. It's a good feeling. Um, I forgot where we're going with this, man. This coffee's really good. It's just like taking me to the sky, baby. So um, episode 24, man. Episode 24. I want to get to like episode 1,000. I'm saying it right now. I'm saying it right now. We're going to have a one-year anniversary of this show. We're going to keep going. We're going to be true blue. I just don't know when. Okay, so Anchor has this. So I can put on Anchor, like, what season this is, right? I just put season one, episode 24. But when should we go to a second season? When, is, when should the official second season start? Should that just be the next year? So when we fit, like, so, bleh. let's see. When was my first a my first podcast for the Why the F Not podcast? It was oh Pupu Kakafu January fourteenth. So we could totally get to Jan. Okay, you know what? January. Stop it, phone. God, getting feedback from the phone. Um, January will be the start of season two. Let's let's get to season two, baby. Ooh, let's get to season two. That's gonna be fun. Um, but here we are, as always, continuing the, the struggle, the struggle bus that is the Why the F Not podcast. I'm not kidding. We're not struggling. We're continuing. We're thriving. Saw something funny on Instagram today. 
saw something funny. Um, a friend of mine, she posted something on her story of something scummy, man. Some guy being like, hey, I know, I know this might sound scummy or whatever, but I just, I know you're not suing anyone right now, but even if it's just a one-time thing, I just, I'm attracted as fuck to you, girl. Uh, he even put ass fuck. He's like, I'm attracted AF to you, girl. I know it's scummy, but like, uh, just like one time if you want, no strings attached. Like my friend was saying like, hey, I'm not ready to do anything right now. I'm not ready to date anyone right now. So I'm pretty sure this means that she broke up with her boyfriend then. And this dude's over here like, hey, it's okay. No strings attached. Just one day if you want. One night. Yeah, that helps. Fellas, look. Don't be using this information to manipulate. You hear me? When a girl says no, it means no. You should just be her friend. Hmm? Just be her friend. But don't be her friend with the intention to fuck her. Don't do that. No, no. Control yourself. Go jerk one off and relax. Come back and talk normal like a human being. Because testosterone makes guys stupid. And we have to we have to admit that. Testosterone shit, sorry, there's a fucking fly and I tried getting it and I hit the mic. Testosterone makes guys stupid. Like, for example, Back like in college times, when I'd be like dating someone, right? I'd be be thinking like, oh my god, is this the one? Is this the one? Like, oh my god, like this, this could be it. I'm about to go out. I'm I'm excited. I'm thinking about it. Like, oh my god, I'm I'm like, because this could be love. But then you just rub one out. You come back and you're like, oh crap, I was just horny as fuck. God. Whoo, I'm glad I did that. Let's get my head cleared out. Let's talk to this person. Let's get me. Let's find out if I really do love them. You know what I mean? Come on, fellas. Come on, fellas. Don't be acting stupid, y'all. Just rub one out. Think clearly. Get back to it. To your life. Not back to bothering girls that say no. I just... It's like when you see someone who walked out of their house wearing an interesting outfit. And by interesting, I don't mean it looks good. Because like, there's interesting outfits that look good. And you're like, ooh, that's interesting. I like that. But then there's some people that wear things that are interesting. And you're like, hmm... And you do a little side head tilt, you know, like a little, mmm. You're like, you're, like your, your lips get a little, like, little, like, little, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you bring them in together, like they get a little flat, but then you like pucker them a little bit. And then you tilt your head, you squint your eyes and you go, mm-hmm, mmm, that interesting. And second people walk out of their homes looking that kind of interesting. And you're like, so you looked in the mirror today and thought to yourself, this looks good. You thought that? You know, that's that's like that when people, when guys do certain actions, I'm like, you did that. You said that. And you thought this was a good idea. You know what I mean? Oh, Lord. But it's okay. It's okay. Communication, y'all. Communication. It means listening, too. Listening. Communicating and listening. That's all it is. Like, see that guy who talked to my friend? He could have just said, okay. I respect that. I respect that you want to just not do anything. That's cool. I just wanted to let you know that I, I just really want to get to know you. You know, maybe, I don't know, go out for coffee, just hang out, have a good time. Just, you know, just just talk. That's all, you know. But if you're not ready for that, I get that. No worries. Um, Let me know, you know. Let me know. Boom. And then you know what you did there? The ball, the imaginary ball that is the game of love. You know what you just did? You just did a little pop just like 
You did a little bounce pass. Not an aggressive like phew, thrust pass. No, 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 no. You just did a nice little nice little nice little bounce pass to the girl. To the lady. Huh? Nice bounce past her. So now she has the ball in her court. Hmm? Yeah? So see what happens there. You being a nice person, fella, saying that you respect her and acknowledge what she wants, and you and you still communicated what what you want, getting to know her, not fucking her. If that's the first thing in your head, get back a line, go to your room, rub one out and chill out. But if you truly, genuinely want to get to know this person, how about you respect them and you plant the seed of being like, hey, I want to be friends. I want to get to know you. Hmm? And boom, bounce past to her. Ball's on her court now. If she chooses to do something cool, if not, cool, live your life. Go better yourself. Go read a book now. Go educate yourself or fucking go do something fun and interesting for you so that when you do hang out with her and you do get to see her, you can be like, hey, it's been so nice. To t- it's nice to finally talk with you, man. You know, like, I'm, what have I been doing? Well, ever since we talked, I've, I read a book. I educated myself. I did something interesting for myself, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And now I'm here with you and I'm really excited to share that and, and know what you're up, been up to and, and listen to what you're doing, you know. But no, you had to fucking be scummy and just be like, I just find you attractive as fuck. Come on, fellas. Making us look dumb out there. What are you doing? Every time a woman complains about a man. And I hear I'm just like, yeah, man, men suck. And I got to like speak as if I'm not a man. <laughs> like, yeah, men, men are the worst, aren't they? Men are just, men are the worst. I feel like that's why. Like, I have very, very few straight male friends only because I feel so intimidated by straight males, man. Even though I'm a straight male, dude, just that in, that, that that energy just gets too much, man. It just gets too much of, like, having to prove something constantly. You just feel that, that I don't even know if it's, if it's, it's insecurities, but, like, like, okay, my boy Austin is a great example of one of my good straight male friends. Homie's chill. Got nothing to prove. He's a listener. He's a good friend. You know, he's uh, he can be sensitive when he needs to, but we can kill some mofos in Call of Duty when we need to. He's my boy, you know. You know, people are well-balanced. People are like onions. We're not just one way. But when I'm around certain male friends that act one certain way, it's like, ew, this is toxic as fuck, bro. Like, chill out. Calm down. You got to get you gotta get your, like like, like guys who scream all the time. Like, come on. Like, you just weren't spanked enough as a child. There's one guy in particular I remember, man, an ex-friend of mine who would straight up, like, dude, okay. (laughs) I remember this from, like, a stand-up special, but now I'm like, fuck, that is so true. But, like, you ever go to your friend's house, like, who are white, and, and they just yell at their parents? Like, straight up yell at their parents or talk to them? Like, how did you not know to do that, Mom? I told you, mom, put it over there, mom. It's like, sweet G. Like, I would st- I, I would sit there and just watch him speak to his parents like this. And me, having my Salvadoran mom, like, I would never talk to my mom like this. Why? Oh, she'd beat my ass. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, my mom is like 4'11". I'm six feet tall. I, I tower over a foot over my mom. Clear, like, easy, easy. But if my mom raises her hand to me too fast... I will flinch, and it's not because my mom abused me as a child. No, she didn't, like, beat me or anything. Nah, 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 nah. She educated me, that's for sure. 
I mean, <laughs> my mom, my mom, if anything, would threaten me more than actually do anything, like any physical harm to me. Like she would be at the kitchen and, and just make, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> She'd be at the kitchen with this giant pot full of masa. She was making tamales, right? Making some Salvadorian tamales. And, oh, hi, papa. My little guy. Hi. Milo's saying hi. Do you want your dental chew? Not yet. 15 more minutes, sir. 15? Don't, don't you dare. 15 minutes. I'm 40 minutes into the podcast. 15 minutes and you get your, your dental chew, okay? Just lay down. Lay down and I'll get, I'll get your dental chew, okay? I love you. So where was I? So my mom would be at the kitchen, you know, with on this giant fucking pot, just mixing the masa, and uh, I'd just be fucking around. <laughs> but not yet, dude. Go right here. Come here. Right here. Go in here. Stay there. So she'd be in there with a uh, mixing the masa, right? And she had this big wooden spoon that she would use to mix it. This big, like as long as my arm. Like at least it was like a, a three foot. It was like a, not three feet. Was that a three feet? No, it wasn't three feet. It was like two feet, like two feet long. Okay, it was two, it was two feet long, but a big-ass wooden spoon, right? And at one time, I was just fucking around, and uh, I was just messing too much around in the kitchen. And she goes, Steven, if you don't get out, if you don't get out of here, I'm going to hit you with the first thing in my hand. The first thing I grab, I'm going to hit you with it, Steven. You better get out of here. And I'm like, Mom, you have that wooden spoon in your hand. You wouldn't dare. She goes, Mijo, try me. And I'm like, shit, run, bitch, Run! Dude, till this day, till this day, I respect all women out of fear because of my mom. Call me a bitch if you want from that, but I respect women for the power they hold in themselves, y'all. Men like to be, we like to be very like testosterone filled, like we have power and shit. But dude, strong males out there, you feel strong, huh? You feel strong? I'm talking to those them quote unquote strong straight males out there. You strong, huh? You strong. So why can't you hear that you're wrong from your girl? I'm like, why can't you hear that, huh? Why get all mad? Why do that, huh? Why can't you take no for an answer, huh? Yeah, yeah. Cause you gotta be all tough and mad. You gotta go beat your chest. Let's go beat your dick and then come back and be calm. Chill out. In my Chicano studies class, y'all. In my Chicanos Studies class back at CSUN, dude. Honestly, one of the best cl- courses I took at CSUN were all my Chicano Studies classes. And that, like, there was like, there was, like an English class, like a writing class, but then had like a comic class writing. It, it, it ranged, it was wonderful, but one of the best, I forgot his name. I'm so sorry that I forgot his name, but in my Chicano Studies class, one of the many things they, well, they, there's, oh God, there's, okay, I mean, <clears throat> everything I remember, not much, but there's something. I remember him telling me, the professor, that in like Aztec and Mayan culture, you know, those those uh, pre-Western civilizations that were here before we colonized and destroyed the earth and destroyed the planet, you know, those quote-unquote savage cultures, yeah, those quote-unquote savages who had observatories, those quote-unquote savages who knew how to grow crops properly so that they didn't kill the earth, no earth was killed. But those savages, yeah, those savages, no, they're not savages, but those great people, like, so, so check it out, they, Milo, can you stop? Oh, my God, Milo, we closed the door so you wouldn't be a jerk. You better not come back out, buddy, come on, thank you, when you're recording at home. It's like when you're, when I'm listening to Kevin Smith's podcast, and then Checky's in the background barking, he goes, Checky, stop it! We're recording the show! That's what's gonna happen here. Sorry if I blew up your ears there. 
Um, shouldn't have done that. Um, <laughs> but let's see. Uh, oh, Aztecs and Mayans. So, Aztecs and Mayans, they believe that, I don't know if all of them, but there was one, there, they believe that if a, if a person carried both, carried both male and female, male and female spirits, that it was special. Those people were special if they carried both male and female spirits. You know what I mean? We don't think that. We see someone with male and female spirits, and we're like, oh, they're, they're sick. There's something wrong with them. We're the savages, y'all. Let's be real. But something else that I learned in my Chicano Studies class was why women are built, not built better than men, but what makes women mentally more... I guess they're just mentally strong. I don't even know. Like their mental durability or the, I don't know. what. Hear me out. So a man, right? Men, we like, we like since the dawn of time, you know, we like to conquer. We stick our stick here and this is mine, my land and my, my woman, my family, my tribe. You know, all this shit. You know, I'm going to go hunting and kill all oh, my meat. But then when a man gets sick... It's like the world's ending. They don't know how to feel vulnerable. They don't know all that shit. But a woman, a woman from an early age, called, she goes through something called menstruation, okay? The period, right? When, like, the uterine wall tears and all, she starts bleeding, and it's, it's a lot for women, right? This happening is what makes women better than men. Hear me out. Because from an early age, women understand that nothing is in their control. There's nothing in their control. Even their body is out of their control. They can't, they, and they have to learn how to be, hum they, they're humbled by that, basically. They're grounded by that, mentally, at least, to know that, hey, not everything's in my control. This is happening to me. You accept it. You take care of yourself. You deal with it. Men don't have that. So us, we don't have that. We never had that to grow up and learn about that. So whenever we get sick, whenever we feel vulnerable, whenever we feel weak, we get scared, we get... We get defensive. We get a whole other kinds of ways, y'all. And I know that. I do know that. Now, but uh, I forgot where I was going with that. We're going to cut off on there. It's a good episode today. Uh, hey, y'all. Now, uh, take care of yourselves. And don't forget, you are good enough. You are more than enough. No, no. I'm, I'm rushing out of here because I got to go take a, do a photo shoot. But you are enough. You are more than enough. It's amazing how enough you are. All right, fam. Take care. Bye. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It's my voice one more time. Letting you know if you could just subscribe. Like this shit. I don't know how it works. But hey, man. Come back for the next episode daily, Monday through Friday. Take care. I'm Stephen Brogan Cortez, and this was the Why the F Not podcast.